Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Happy Thanksgiving! Today is Thursday, November 23, or at least when this podcast originally aired, it was Thursday, November 23. Maybe uh, you are listening to us on Thanksgiving. Uh, Maybe you have just got back from your Black Friday shopping, and it's Friday at about, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning, and you're listening to this before, um, you know, as you recuperate from your Black Friday shopping. But whenever you listen to this, um, just uh, pray that you um, either will have or have had um, a great Thanksgiving, a chance maybe to spend time with friends and family, and a chance to to reflect on the ways God has blessed you um, over the past year. So we're going to do that just briefly now. Um, so, Drew, what are you thankful for? Oh, man. Uh, I am thankful for a lot of things. Uh, first of all, I'm thankful for a good Lions team. Man. Yes. <laughs> hopefully, if you're listening to this after, hopefully they won and that rings true. But, yeah, um, yeah no, I'm, I'm thankful uh, to to be here uh, back in Holland and uh, living with family and, and uh yeah, getting to see you guys every day. That's a really yeah. good uh, good thing. Uh, thankful to to have a lot of good opportunities to, um, to for, for me, I like, like making music and to, you know, share that with people. And so I've been getting to do that a lot, which is good. Um, yeah, it's just, it's been, and I talked earlier in the podcast episode, I think on Tuesday, um, that it's kind of feels like a holding pattern in, in life right yeah. now, but there's been a lot of, a lot of blessings in kind of the, the piece of that. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, I'm thankful for, for tons of things too, I think I want to reflect back on this year. Uh, one of the biggest things, biggest life change for me was changing jobs. That's right. Um, and if you've been listening to the podcast for the past couple months, you've heard a little bit about my my story. But um, it's just it's uh, such a blessing to be able to work in a school. Um, it's a Christian school, and there's uh, I mean I I believe God had a plan for me in the public school system. Um, but um, a week ago, we were. Um, we had our middle school chapel and the Highland Christian High School worship team came over and it was just, I was standing amongst my students and the staff and we were worshiping and um, it's just, it's been um, very refreshing for me um, to be in that situation. And so I'm just thankful that God blessed me with that opportunity. Um, You know, this is going to sound cliche, but I'm thankful for, for you guys, for you and Ethan, Emmett and Lori, just it's been fun for us is now you guys are adults or becoming Lori's a senior um just seeing how god has developed you guys and what what he's doing in your life so um we're not quite empty nesters (laughs) um yet um but you know we're getting close to that time where we can see um the people that god has created you and is creating you to be um so one of the Okay, this is going to be a little bit of <clears throat> nostalgia, but oh, um, so when you were baptized, um, your baptism song was Fingerprints of God mm-hmm. from, I think it was Stephen Curtis Chapman. I think but, so, yeah. Um, but that song is about how um, when we looked at you and or Stephen Cur- Curtis Chapman looked at his kids, they could see the fingerprints of God all over them. And so I'm thankful that we can look at the four of you now and see God's fingerprints all over you guys. So, um, yeah, well, that's um, what we're thankful for, at least for right now. I'm sure there's plenty of other things as well. But we're going to uh, continue with John um, 16. And this, uh, put a little note at the top of my 
page, a uh, three-day big picture. So I think as I was prepping this, I kind of saw this as kind of a continuation of what we talked about Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, so maybe it's kind of a wrap-up to that. But why don't we kind of see where our conversation goes? Drew, would you be willing to read that for us? For sure. Yeah, here's verse 17. At this, some of his disciples said to one another, What does he mean by saying, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? And because I'm going to the Father. They kept asking, What does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he is saying. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this. So he said to them, Are you asking one another what I meant when I said, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? Very truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come, but when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name, Ask and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. Though I have been speaking figuratively, a time is coming when I will no longer use this kind of language, but will tell you plainly about my Father. In that day you will ask in my name. I am not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf. No, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and entered the world. Now I am leaving the world and going back to the Father. Then Jesus' disciples said, now you are speaking clearly and without figures of speech. Now we can see that you know all things and that you do not even need to have anyone ask you questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. Do you now believe, Jesus replied? A time is coming, and in fact has come, when you will be scattered, each to your own home. You will leave me all alone, yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world." All right, excellent. So, um, what do we learn about Jesus or God in this passage? Well, he's overcome the world. Yeah. That's the, the last thing. That's the first thing I wrote down is that, you know, man, that's um, that that promise and that that claim uh, from Jesus that he has overcome the world is just so powerful. And I yeah. think that um, that really sums up a lot of what I mean. That's the last verse in, in chapter sixteen, and a lot of what we saw in chapter fifteen and sixteen. That kind of is the boom, the last like the. The, the big yeah. punch right at the end of it. So um, that is that was a big thing that jumped out to me. Um, it's also cool to see how, how Jesus meets the disciples in their lack of understanding with grace. Yeah. Um, so there are a couple times, well, first uh, in kind of verse 18 and 19, when the disciples are asking these questions, but they're not asking them to Jesus. They're, they're talking among themselves. They're like, man, what was he saying? Like, I don't know what this means. Like, can we try to figure it out without asking him? But he sees that they wanted to ask him about these things. So instead of being like, oh, you know, you guys just, you know, ask me, or, or instead of responding um, kind of bluntly or, or, you know, without grace, he says, oh, let me, you know, let me answer your questions. Um, and like I, he, he steps in and he sees that they wanted to ask him about these things um, and he answers. Uh, and then, you know, later later on in the passage too, he, he kind of responds with like, oh, okay, yeah, now you believe. Um, talking this is in verse 31 um so kind of you know both of those those responses to it but but seeing first that, that even when they were you know not necessarily willing to take that step and, and asked you it's like hey what do you mean yeah he was still he was gracious gracious in that um and met them there so i thought that's that's a cool kind of picture of the character of, of jesus there but 
yeah, those are a couple of things that I noticed. I don't know if you had anything else right now, but yeah. Well, I, I think it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, and this is not the first time this has come up, but Jesus often spoke in parables. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes even he had admitted that I say these parables in a way that some people who aren't ready to hear it can't understand them. Right. Um, and then there are times where he would then go dis- explain them to the disciples afterwards. But he's saying, all right, you know what? I'm uh, the time for figurative language is done. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to speak plainly. What do you need to hear? What do you need to know? Um, and so you don't have any more questions. And I think he did that because he knew his time was was running out, and yeah. he needed to um, make sure they knew exactly what. what it, I think um, one of the things that good teachers do is they ask questions to mm-hmm. get their students. They don't just give the students the answers. Um, so they wrestle with that a little bit. But at some point in time, like right before the test, <laughs> the teacher <laughs> needs to say, okay, all right, here's what you need to know. Right. Um, and let's not worry about this analogy or that analogy. Just here's what you need to know. So, um, it, but it takes that, Jesus speaking plainly, for them to finally say, oh, we get it now. Right. Um, and then, yeah, right, Jesus says, do you do you finally believe? So there's a little bit of, um, you know, I, I don't want to say sarcasm, but <laughs> a little bit of, okay, so. Well, it's, it's kind of like, you know, as the teacher, when you could say, oh, I finally get it. It's like, now, okay, okay. now, you know, do you actually see this? Okay, yeah. that's good. Yeah. That's how we can move forward. But Yeah. So I think, um, you know, Jesus recognizes um, that there, what our needs are. And he's willing to do what he needs to adjust his m- approach to give us a, what we need. Right. Um, and he alluded to, the fla- alluded to the fact that they would be split up soon, um, called to different places. Um, and I think he may have been talking specifically about his during his crucifixion with the Alron, but also after that. I mean, a- after he left, they split up. They went different places and mm-hmm. um, different missionary journeys. And um, they needed to know um, what what Jesus needed them to know right so um and i think also there's a where he said you know um now you know that the father will, will loves you too and you don't even have to ask me because the father so again i think preparing them for his departure mm-hmm. he said okay the spirit holy spirit's coming you can ask god directly you don't need me like you think you might so yeah and what what else do you have what other or thoughts about humans. Yeah. Uh, well, I, one more thing on kind of the character of God that I saw yeah. um, in verse 27, where it says that the father himself loves you because you have loved me. And I believe that I've came from God. Uh, it, back in chapter 15, we saw a lot of, um, you know, Jesus loves us because the father loves him and, and that kind of chain of command almost. But this is, um, you know, saying that, yeah, the, the father also loves us directly. Like that doesn't just come through from the father to Jesus to us like that is one way that that happens but um it's not just passed down the line it actually comes you know to us from all those angles so the father does love us directly so um yeah so i thought that was an interesting thing that i I noticed as well but um yeah as far as what what we see about about humans um again you see like i mentioned this earlier a little bit but um when the disciples don't directly ask jesus their questions um you know maybe there's uh they feel like oh i have to get this answer right you know without asking the question and showing Jesus that I don't understand right now. Um, so like the, the pride that comes with that of, okay, okay, let me, you know, present myself the best way possible. If I'm asking all these questions, maybe that's not going to look, look the best. So um, when, whatever they were thinking, they just, they weren't, they were bringing that between themselves, but not, not to Jesus. So yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so that was something uh, in that. And then when, again, when we see them respond in uh, verse 29 and 30, uh, this is something that I relate to them uh, in this moment where they were waiting for, for Jesus to speak so clearly that they like knew for sure that, hey, this is exactly you know what he's saying. And, and so this is the spot where Jesus says, yep, I'm speaking clearly. Um, and they're like, oh, now we believe. Um, so there, there's a lot of times where it's like, oh, man, I wish God would just like, you know, part the clouds and yeah. strike me with lightning and say, Hey, here's the, you know, this is what I have. So, yeah. um, but they, like if they have to wait, you know, for, um, you know, whatever else they, they might, uh, not, they might miss the point, you know, when they, at this point they'd been with Jesus to see all the miracles he uh, had, you know, completed and all the, all these, these different things. Um, so if they were sitting around waiting for him to say like, Hey, this is, this is what's happening. And, you know, um, uh, like now they believe that he's from God, but it's almost like they're late to the party at that oh, point. Sure. Yeah. Um, just because they, you know, they've seen all these other things, but they didn't believe until, until then. Um, and you know, maybe I'm not sure if that, if this is the spot where it's like, Oh, now we only actually believe now, maybe that's different. But, um, but yeah, it's just kind of an, it's an interesting thing of like, we want to wait for that, that clear moment, but, um, but God's showing us his character in so many other ways. So, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at my notes and now I don't remember exactly what verse this went with, but I wrote down that there'll be times when we don't see quote unquote, see Jesus. And oftentimes we'll feel like he's left us. Um, we'll be filled, we'll be sad, filled with sorrow, but Jesus will return and we will feel joy. Um, so I think, yeah, that might be something that, um, the disciples were feeling or would feel Jesus knew that there'll be times when you feel like that. And so I think, Again, there will be times where it will feel like Jesus is silent, where the Holy Spirit isn't speaking to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have that promise um, that he will return, and then when he does, we'll be filled with joy so we can trust trust God completely, um, even if we don't feel like he's right there with us. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. What about any challenges or takeaways you have? Yeah, uh, one one takeaway that I had, again, to circle back kind of the first thing that I said here in, in verse 33, which is the last thing that Jesus said, which is kind of, kind of funny. Um, but uh, to the challenge that I take from this is to find peace uh, and take heart in the fact that the troubles that I face uh, will not overcome God's power and God's promise. Um, so Jesus has overcome the world, and um, that's something that, that we can we can find peace in this. Um, and he's telling us these things. Um, again, he says, I t- told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. Um, so yeah, the challenge that I take from it is to, to find that peace in Jesus. Um, and yeah, that the troubles that we have in this world, uh, will be overcome. Yeah. Good. Well, hopefully, um, especially today on a day of Thanksgiving, as you if, as you reflect on the blessings God has given you, you have seen those times in your life where maybe, um, you felt like you weren't able to, um, go on, you weren't able to overcome the challenges you're facing, but then realize that you serve a God um, who has overcome the world and you felt peace in that. And if you are still um, trying to get to know um, this God who loves you and has overcome um, every challenge, we pray that you would um, explore that and, and seek people who, who know Jesus and um, and find out what that means, what that can mean for you. Um, so I just uh, pray that you would enjoy um, your, your day of Thanksgiving and that you would just continue to remember that even when we have troubles, Jesus has overcome the troubles of this world. Have a great day. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. 
If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.